Welcome, everybody, to the Building Ehrensburg podcast. I'm Thomas Ehrensburg. And I'm Catherine Ehrensburg. You guys, before we even get started, I want to make sure that you guys are subscribing. You're giving us five stars on whatever podcasting app you're listening right now. Listening on right now. <laughs> we usually mention this all at the end of the podcast, but I think by that point, people have turned us off. You shut us off. So um, if you would be so kind as to hit that subscribe button and give us five stars, it helps people find us when looking for general, exciting podcasts that they're looking to listen to. That's yep. us. We're generally exciting. Yes, we are. <laughs> so um, you may have noticed, if you're a, a listener, a regular listener, that we did not release a podcast last week. No, we were both a little under the weather, but mostly the guy that does the editing was <laughs> under the weather. So didn't happen. Yeah, there's been a little bit of a lull. Um, I was sick the week before. Just not feeling good. I don't know. It's so funny with um, women. Maybe I don't know if it's all women. Y'all can y'all can tell me, you know, in comments or whatever how you guys feel about this. But whenever I feel bad, unless I have a very acute symptom, like I'm throwing up right. or some other sore throat. Yeah, I really like have a fever or some very acute symptom that is your body telling you that something's not right. I'm generally not very good at knowing if I'm sick. Unless I have some sort of very specific symptom, I can usually chalk it up to, I'm about to start my period, I'm this, I'm that. Like there's some reason why right. I can say that I'm not feeling 100% and that's what happened. The week before you got sick, I kind of had this general malaise is what I would call it. Foggy headed, right. Just feeling tired and not fully, you know, engaged or there for the entire week. But nothing that's going to, like, lay me up in bed for the whole week. Sure. And then the following week comes, or that weekend came, and you... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm the opposite, because I'm, I'm, I never feel down. Like, I, I always have lots of energy, have no problem getting up in the morning, you know, and then all of a sudden, I remember Friday, I was really, really tired. And then Saturday, stomach issues. And I just could not stay awake on Saturday. Yeah. Which is just not... I think that's the difference between men and women. We have these hormonal changes that go up and down throughout the entire right. month. So we constantly are feeling really good at one point and then really bad at another point. And it's right. just like part of our normal monthly... Yeah, men don't have that. Yeah, just... I know. So it's, it's very easy to tell when... a when you're not feeling well yeah, because we don't have that luxury and it's frustrating too with um losing weight and things like that and like keeping on any kind of consistency for a workout um because of our our right. hormones doing what they do during the month you crave sugar so hard at certain times of the month you cannot get out of bed because you got cramp pain you got you know just like just it's yeah. amazing what these hormones do and so <laughs> you're trying to like get together a workout habit you're like I'm starting Monday well Monday comes and you're just not feeling it that you're not feeling well not even not feeling it but like maybe in some sort of physical pain where you can't really it's not ideal so right anyway it always just kind of messes everything up but anyway so that's what we were doing last week we were both or for the last two weeks or so we've just kind of been limping along and uh didn't get a podcast out but i don't know that's sometimes that's good take a little breather be able to take care of yourself and right. whatever but um Keep yeah. our keep our listeners hungry. Oh yeah, you. I get you. I, I didn't get. I can tell you, we did not get any messages <laughs> asking us where we were last <laughs> no, week. We so I don't. I don't think that that was really the case. Um, but so uh, was it yesterday that your um 
Father Victor released a new podcast yes, with your and my dad. dad was on it. Right. Your dad was on it. Now, your brother and your dad have both been on this podcast, not this our podcast, but it's called Native Soil. And it's with a priest friend of ours, Father Victor Ingalls. He's a um, a priest here in Mobile. Anyway, uh, Father Pat, your brother, has been on the podcast. And yep. now your dad, when are you going to be on there? He asked me to be on it. <gasps> he did? Even before the other two. Ooh. Before Father Pat was Why even on it. you do it? It was last year, probably around this time. And I was in the middle of, like, this is the worst time to ask me to do anything. Yeah, because it's football season. Well, I'm in school and then football season, so. Well, last year was pandemic-y, too. Right, and I, I remember he asked me, he's like, can you come over on Tuesday? And I'm thinking, dude, when, <laughs> like during school or after school when I have practice? Like when is that an option When's a good me? time? There isn't a good so, time. Well, I told him, I was like, I can come over on Saturdays. And he's like, no, they're not open on Saturdays. And I was like, well, I don't. Yeah, because he actually uses a studio. Right. By the way, we're like a podcast loft situation at Building Aaronsburg. Right. We just come upstairs and it's, it's wide open. Yeah. 24-7. Yeah, you can come up to our podcast loft anytime. We don't close. Like that place does. Anyway, he has right. a professional sound studio he uses. I had no idea you had been invited to his podcast. Yeah, he did. He did an, a series on coaches or something. Yes. And so he wanted me to come on for that. And I was like, yeah, I'd be happy to if I could find time, which. Well, he got your dad during football season from what I can tell. Unless they, recorded they did it, it um, like at the beginning of August before we oh, had gotten into school. Gotcha. That was smart. Maybe he planned ahead for that one a little right. better. So anyway, what I was going to say about it in kind of the conversation I wanted to move to with you, which I told you that I had, an, <laughs> I had a conversation I wanted to have, but let's save it for the podcast, um, was your dad kind of told the story about how you and your family got to Mobile because if you guys don't know, Thomas is originally from Hawaii. And if you've ever seen his dad, he's this six-foot-tall white dude who clearly stands out in Hawaii. Right, but if you if people have seen you and what you look like, you look, look like, like a native. A right, <laughs> you look like a native. So like, and of course, if you've seen your mom, it all makes sense. But you know, how did your dad? Was he in the military? You know, did he? Because that's, that's how what everyone always thinks. That's how most white people get to Hawaii right. in the military because there's a base there, and then you would have moved here. You know, moving around as a military family kind of right. a thing, and that's not what happened. And so. um you know, he was kind of telling the whole story because it was kind of a vocational type story and he's a religion teacher now and, you know, a lot of a lot of people have been touched by his um, you know, care and teaching and, you know, education, all this different stuff. So he told all of that story and I almost didn't listen to the episode of the podcast because I've You've heard all the stories. I've been in your family for right. twenty years at this point. Like I've been in your in your family for longer than I haven't been in your family. Yeah. Um, or knowing your family. I've known you guys since high school. I've been hearing these same stories for twenty years. Right. And but I decided I was gonna listen anyway. And so I listened to the episode of the podcast and basically there I don't even know if there is one word except for maybe the names of your siblings and your mom that was the same as any other story that I had ever heard. Yeah. Like, very different story, which goes to show you that you can know someone for a pretty long time and never really know everything, for right. one. But it just got me thinking, too, about how we have these kind of, um, I view it almost as like a bell curve of, um, I guess, knowing someone. I don't know what the word, the vocabulary word, you know, I'm not good at words. Okay. Just continue. <laughs> okay. Maybe something will come okay. to us. This bell curve of of um, knowing someone where you don't know them very well mm -hmm. and you're willing to give them 
a lot of benefit of the doubt when you don't know somebody. Yeah. And I don't mean somebody that, you know, you know, you saw an article that they've, you know, done something bad. So you automatically like are assuming they've done things. I'm talking about somebody you just meet, right? A okay. nice person that you've been introduced to. You don't know that much about them. Then you get, once you get to know that person, and I've known your dad for 20 years and you and whatever, you get to know that person to the point where you know an awful lot about them. Right. And if they ever say anything that's a little bit off from what you've been used to hearing, you can call them out on their bull crap. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you just know it. Yeah. And there's also like, like only, there's just certain things that like drive you nuts about them because you know enough about them for it to drive you nuts, right? Right. Then I think you pass over that bell curve into like what you and I have, which is, or, you know, most married couples, I would say, where we know everything about each other. Right. And we still, like, I can still let a lot of things pass. Right. So like, there's like this, this, this top of the bell curve where like, you know, somebody well enough. Okay. So the bell curve measures what you're willing to look over. I guess so. Right. You're, you're willing to. So on the far left, I'm sorry, what you're willing to, uh, I don't know. I guess it's kind of the opposite of that. On the far left where it's really low. Yeah. You don't really know know the the person. But you're just assuming all is well. Right. You're just assuming a lot of great things about them. Yeah. And then when you move to the middle, the fat part of it, you know the person really well. And so you're willing to call out all their. For example, someone's going to probably shoot me down for telling you this, but everybody knows it in your family. So I'm just going to say it. Um, Your brother is a priest. Yeah. He gets gushed upon all the time. Yes. Like that is, and you do too. I mean, generally your family is gushed upon for whatever uh, profession you're in. It doesn't matter. And we all know y'all. Right. We know y'all do some stupid stuff. Yes, we We know you say some stupid things. Yes, we do. You know, and so (laughs) like we know those things about you. And so many of us will stand back and roll our eyes and be like, oh, if you only knew. Right. That doesn't take away from the fact that you're really good at your professional, like the things that you do. But there is that bell curve where... I don't roll my, I'm proud when, when someone comes and tells me a story about, you you know, being so good at your profession, right? I'm proud when a, when in my company, people would come up to you and say how much they enjoyed being taught by you or that your, their kid had you, you know, for their teacher and all that. Like, I, I feel the pride for you, right? Okay. But, <laughs> But then there's that bell curve of people at the top where right. those same Which people... Which is like your siblings and your in-laws. <laughs> where they're, like, they do those things that drive you crazy. Yeah. And there all these people are gushing and you're just standing there going, like, if no, you if only, you only knew. knew this guy. This guy is not all these things that you think he like, is. Or, or he is. He is all the things, but he's also these other things Yes, too. and it's like nobody ever has the whole picture, but like I do have the whole picture of you as my spouse. So you're down on this other side of the bell right. curve where I have the entire picture. And for whatever reason, I'm okay with that. But it's that top of the bell curve where I don't know you intimately well, but maybe not just casually. What right. is going on? Yeah. Is that is that? Do you think, feel like that's true for you too? I've never thought of it, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, the the people that you don't really know well, because you see them in in movies or you read articles about them. Like, oh, that you, guy, they're great that people. charitable thing. That's yeah, so like, man, nice. He must be a nice guy all around. It's it's essentially what happens with politics and stuff like that. Like right. you you see one thing, and then someone's going to come and tell you the other side, and it's like, well, dang, 
That right. just ruined it. But I'll for say me? this. But yeah. But with those same people that you don't really know well, you're very easily like you hear, "Oh man, what a great guy," and then you hear something else, you're like, "Oh god, what a he's garbage." You know, like you very quickly can change your opinion about those people. Whereas the people that are in the middle that you do know really well, you know, you're thinking, "Man, this yeah, he's a really good guy." Yes, he has a lot of flaws that nobody knows about unless you knew him as well as I did. But if bad stories came out, you'd be like, yeah, well, I, I totally can see that. You know, and so well, you're... Why do we, why do we roll... Is it, a, is it a gel... I don't know if it's a jealousy thing. I don't think it's a jealousy thing. I think it's a... You, you see the person... People gloss over things, of course. Yeah, because people, people that know, for example, your sisters, right... As well as you know your sisters, there are people that know your sisters that are on that lower side that you're talking about. Like, yeah. they just know them on the surface. And so, you know, maybe they, oh, wow, they are such a nice person. I met them at church the other day or whatever. And I just sisters think they're the greatest. A- and you're just like, nah, <laughs> no, they're not. I think you know? that, I don't know. I, th- I wonder if it's a matter, I don't know that every person, like, I don't know that all siblings would consider themselves being on that top of the bell curve necessarily. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't. I don't know that people always sit in a certain place on everyone else's bell curve. Okay. So, like, I know my siblings as well as you know your siblings. Right. I would say. Yeah. But I don't think if people were to, I don't know. I guess I haven't been in the position because none of my family really lives close here, so I don't get to constantly experience the barrage of compliments that right. you guys get. They right. get real annoying really quick. So I don't know how I would feel about it, but I would like to think that I'd be like, yeah, that's awesome. Go you. You're my sister. Yeah. I'm so proud. Well, so I'd like to think I'm on that intimate end I will of say for me, because they are my siblings, when I hear compliments about it, I'm like, oh, that's great. You know, like, he's, he is a good guy. Do you have a limit? He, you have, but there's a saturation At the same point. time, it's kind of like, <laughs> oh, but, you know, this guy's also, also an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he's also a spaz. <laughs> so... It's just like the people who knew it's you like when you were a kid. It's like you're happy for them that they have this great experience with my sibling, and he's he really is a good guy. Yeah. Or really a great girl, but, you know, there's... You know a little <laughs> too much. Yeah. And so I really have started to to really hold tight to the fact that ignorance really is bliss in so many things. Yeah. I mean... There's just, you were involved in so many things at such a high level. Like as far as, you know, people can complain about wins and losses for football team. But I see the other side of things. Yeah. I see the the relationship between a football team and an administration. I see the relationship between coaches and parents and boosters. And, right. you know, I sit in the stands, man, the other night for the football game. I don't know if I told you this, but. It rained before the game. I didn't know if we were going to even go to it. Right. And I sat in the stands momentarily because I saw a family member and I sat with them and they always sit in the same place, which is a very different place than I sit. I normally sit almost with my back up against the press box. Yeah. It's just always been that way. That's because that's where your mom sits. I sit next to her. I sat very low in the stadium last Friday night. Yeah. You can hear a lot more from there. Well, yeah. You hear all the people behind you, I'm sure. Yes. There's not normally people. It never occurred to me that there generally there aren't that many people behind me because you always hear about coaches wives you make sure you sit in a certain spot so that you can't hear people talking about the coaches right. from and i was like i've never experienced that before right i i mean i didn't experience them talking about y'all per se 
but I certainly heard a lot more referee name calling. Yeah, right. You know, why don't they put so and so? You know that type thing. Yeah. I never heard that before. I thought that y'all you should stand on the field sometime. <laughs> do you hear, <laughs> hear a lot? Of stuff. Do you? Yeah. yeah, you do. People probably stand right on that sideline, like on the fence. Oh, those are the worst ones. The ones that are on the fence that yell, <laughs> "Run the ball, coach! What Get him! Know? Yeah, tackle him!" Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't think about that. We're gonna call timeout and talk about tackling the other team. <laughs> Thank you for that wisdom. <laughs> They're really the basic building blocks of a football program. Right. <laughs> Tackling, scoring a touchdown, wrap up. Does anybody yell wrap up? No. That, that's an actual coaching point. Oh. It's that's get him. what I hear you say. You got to get him. Use your shoulder. You, you got to hit him. Uh-huh. Tackle him. Uh-huh. Catch run, the run, ball. Run, run, run. Go, 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 Catch go. Catch the ball. Go. Yeah, you got to go. <laughs> well... You know, anyway, I just if heard. We a, would just do those things. I heard booing. I don't know that. Really? I, yes. Booing like officials, probably. Yes, they were booing officials. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes, which I'll hear every once in a while, but it wasn't nearly as loud. I mean, man, really, sound comes at you when you're in yeah. front of people when they're yelling yeah. toward a field. So I can't it's a lot imagine. On the field. So anyway, yeah, ignorance is bliss. Like being able to sit up against that press box for all these years has mm-hmm. been great. Right. Um, I would love it if we could go back in time and I could just sit and complain about, you know, why we weren't scoring enough points and guessing as to what the quarterback did wrong or whatever. I don't know. Um, that would be ideal in comparison to me stressing about, I don't know, whatever else way higher up. I mean, there's just so much that goes into. Yeah. You know, so much more than what's going on. Yeah. I mean. Because I come home and give you details well, about... Well, I know that a kid got hurt or, right. you know, they're having a tough time at, at home or their parents are getting a divorce and so that's affecting their play and, you know, all these different things that the stadium doesn't know Yeah, as most, a whole. most people don't know. Most yeah. Don't know I mean, they have, uh, do you all do injury reports or is that a college and pro thing? Um, we'll, we'll do them if the media ask for them, but we do not just release them yeah. like colleges and NFL teams do. Yeah, so... That somewhat might give you some sort of, I guess, window into what's happening to some extent as far as that's concerned. But I still, th- I'm willing to bet that colleges still buffer that stuff quite a bit. I mean, they're not going to. Yeah. Tell you. So a lot of times they'll say he's battling a, a shoulder injury and he's questionable. Yeah. They don't want to well, give it all away. Mean? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I you know too much, and I'm the kind of person. I think we've had this discussion between me and you a thousand times, but my personality is one where. When you bring home a problem, I want to fix it. Like, I feel like you're coming home to talk about stuff because you want to talk about how we can fix it. Because I'm like a, I'm like a solution, problem solve type person. And it's taken me almost 15 years of marriage to realize that 99% of the time you don't want solutions. You just want to talk about it. And let's move on. Yeah. But man, it's so hard to move on with some of the stuff that you come home with sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah. how can we not fix this? And I'm trying to think of the other subjects too. It's not just football. Like you teach too, so you right. have an administration, and yeah. so you have bosses. I mean, everybody's got bosses. I mean, I would say most of my issues are probably dealing with administrators or coworkers or or some sure. sort of school function type thing. Sure. Or parents. Yeah. I mean, that's I most mean, of I what hear, of yes. my drama is yes. in a day's time, and then. Yeah. Occasionally, like a kid issue, this kid's going through this. They all kind of go together, though. But it's just stuff that 
most other people don't know happens, but that exists a million times over with everyone's life, right? Like right. no matter who you encounter. Um, so anyway, you just never really know. <laughs> you never really fully know the person. I couldn't believe I listened to that interview with your dad and it was like nothing I'd ever heard before. Yeah. So here's what's crazy is that, so you were listening to it, you sent it to me and you're like, you need to listen to this. And I lived it and I didn't even, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? That's not the story as I remember it. But you know, I, and you I explained this to you, I was a little kid, so I didn't, I wasn't really paying attention and probably, they probably told me more than I remember. And you know, as a, as a little kid, I'm going through major life changing movements. Yeah. You know, all I, you know is how it affects you, which is right. that you're changing a school. I'm changing school. And I'm moving from California to Alabama. Yes. By the way, guys, there was a Hawaii stop. Well, he w- was born and raised in Hawaii. Right. Then went to California, then came to Mobile. So there was a stop in between. There are actually several stops in between, but we're, that was, those are the big ones, right? Those are the big ones. Yeah. So I'm sure they told me this is why we're doing it. A, B, C, and D. But I'm like distraught over the whole thing. And so I only latched on to A. And that's just how I remember it. You know, yeah. as a 38-year-old now. Yeah. I only remember version A because Well, now you know another that, version. Right. Because he's now said it on the podcast. Which, of right. course, we have not. I have not seen him since I've listened to that podcast. So I'm sure next time I see him, we will sit down and have a conversation about that very different story than we'd right. ever heard before. Yeah, for sure. But it just with the whole bell curve of people, it's just gotten me thinking more about realizing where people stand on that bell curve and trying to let it go that I put them on that bell curve at that, at that place. Well, I like you I said, allow, I don't, I mean, you allow it because you know, like you said, you just know too much. You get to well, know no, I was people. Gonna say, and, I allow for, for my knowledge of someone, I allow for that to like, to affect, um, my reactions to like things that people, I mean, praise, it really comes down to praise as far as I can tell. Like I can't, I can't really hone it in or zero it in on any other like emotion that people give towards someone, but just lots of accolades and praise for someone that you know well enough to know that they screw up too. But it's like, geez, I screw up all the time. I don't want people to to think that I'm crappy. You know, it's just like being really hard on people when they don't necessarily deserve it. And you have, plenty of people who that same person that you know is lower on that bell curve for them for whatever reason. And so they're blinded a little bit, which is a nice thing. The the, the ignorance is a a whole lot of bliss. Right. And so, um, I think it's worthwhile for me to try to like acknowledge where that person is on the bell curve and then readjust, like consciously readjust where they are and put them in a different spot. Yeah, I don't know. That's tough, though. That's it is really tough. tough. It is tough, but I think I can af- affect my s- a change in myself about being bothered by someone else's praise because it does feel a little jealousy, a little bit. Yeah, I don't think it really is. Ultimately, I don't know what emotion it is or how to really describe it. You know, I can't describe these things sometimes. But um, just make up a word. That's normally what you do. <laughs> I just said jealousy. Jealousy. <laughs> But you know, like when someone comes heaping on, I mean, I, I never, I never would turn to that person if they, cause people come to us privately and we're like, oh my gosh, we love father Pat. He's so great. Yeah. And of course, like 
I'm not the sibling who said that I, I wanted to smack people when they said so. <laughs> it wasn't right. me. Yeah. There was someone else who said that. But the point being that, you know, you're that family member is never going to be like, well, you don't know what he did when he was a kid or whatever. Right. And like, sure. I mean, you would never say that, right? Like you, you allow the praise to be heaped on, but you're, you're thinking to yourself, it's like, push those thoughts out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if it is a jealousy thing for that. One it feels like it a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> it definitely sounds like it. <laughs> Which, you know. No, because I think people like, there's certain people that like they're really good at their job, but they're like just idiots in real life. Like you sure. know them well enough, and they're you're just like idiots, right? And so, but the people that only know them from work, they think they're great. Think they're the most incredible. And it's like, person. gosh, can't can't I just keep my brain on that? Can't I just focus yeah. on that? Well, I mean, I, I think you can compartmentalize it. You're like, yeah, he is great at his job. Yeah. <laughs> Not at being a person, but at his job, he's incredible. I actually do that for your brother a lot because we're in the same business-ish. Like, I'm in design. He's in construction. And... I will flat out... This is out, another brother, by the way. Yeah, you I have got, a lot I of brothers. I got three brothers, so when she says brother, it's not always the same person. Yeah, you have a different brother that's in construction, but um, I'm very steadfast on not hiring family to do things. Like, right. I don't I don't just refer family for the sake of referring family. Sure. I'm not... There's no te- nepotism in my body. Like, there's just... I don't think... It, it hasn't happened at this point right. where... I think that my son or daughter or brother or sister or whatever does the best job because or can do the best job because they are related to me in some way. That right. doesn't happen. And so um or hasn't happened yet. So anyway, that's also true of your brother. He's in construction, I'm in landscape, and so I often will get people ask me asking me questions about um renovations and construction and things and I will always send him the business and it's not because I'm referring him. I always tell people that I'm like I would never send you my brother-in-law's name just to send you my brother-in-law's name. Right. I, I'm sending you his name because he's good. Because ultimately, it reflects back on yeah, me. Yeah, And I care way more about me. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you, and you know, you want the job done right. I want ultimately. my clients to be happy. Ultimately. And so, I will refer the client to them. And I will always preface it with, this is not because it's my brother-in-law. Like, we have the same last name. And you'll notice that we have a very unique last name. Right. And so you'll notice that, but I'm not sending him because he's related to me. I'm sending him to you because they are good. They communicate, you know, all the run down the list. Um, and so I, <laughs> the fact that I even like put that out there is so silly. Um, but the, the point being that, uh, um, they're good at their job. They're good at their job. Yeah. And I know him very, very well. Right. He's a spaz in other... In real life. In, in you ever aspects. played football with that guy? <laughs> Not just football, anything. <laughs> you ever played anything. So, um, but he's great at his job. Yeah. So, you get referred. And you probably hear comments about oh, that like all the time. compliments all the time. Yeah. Aaronsburg's are nothing but compliments. And there might be some people right now who are listening who are on the top of this bell curve with all like, you they fools. They are great at their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting here pra- <laughs> just laying on all the praise for y'all. And there's people listening going... But have you seen them on the football field? They yeah. will break your face. Yeah, they're intense. Oh, that's nicely putting put it, it nicely. Yeah, get after it. We get after it. There's that's what we do. There is an intensity there. So anyway, just something to think about: who's on your bell curve? Who's on the bottom of your bell curve? These are people that you don't know very well. Maybe acquaintances. You think they're sweet. You think they're smart. You think they're funny, or you think they're like bad. 
were, I don't know. I mean, I guess yeah, the bell curve can it go. Way. It could be yeah. a dip of a bell curve that goes the opposite yeah. way. Negative. negative. <laughs> um, but then you have the, at the very top, who are people that you know very well, you know, but they're not your spouse. And then on the other end of the bell curve, you have your spouse who you will let do a lot of ridiculous things and still will be 100% there for every bit of praise that someone lays yeah. on them whenever they're wearing their headphones and people are thinking that they're great at their job. And I just want to be like, do you know what football is involved in football season? Like, right. that's where I am. Sometimes you're at the top of my bell curve. Maybe you change. Is it, I wonder if you I could move. Ch- I, I think you might the, move on the, on the bell curve. I think possibly. Interesting. You might move to the top of the bell, especially during football season. Yeah. You might be the top of the bell curve during football season. I have a real hard. Can y'all tell? I have a little bit of a hard time with football season. A little bit. I think they sense that. And then you put those dang headphones on, and we slip back over into the You know what? Tomorrow you'll actually, well, you won't be there tomorrow night. I will not be there tomorrow I'm night. I'm sitting outside tomorrow night. You would have actually got to see me with if some headphones on. If you're in Mobile, Alabama, I really considered putting this on social media yesterday, but I might do it today. It is my understanding. I have not seen the collapse of Lad Stadium, but it seems to be that that's what's happening. Yeah. This is some a little bit of local Local, local drama. Drama. But that stadium, I had no idea that basically to save money on maintenance in general, the football games that happen there. The high school football The games. high school football game. Well, that's all there is. There's no college I think they're going to have some college games. I think they do Who? have. Like, they have, like, this classic. They'll be all play like, at South. Like Southeastern classic. No, it's always two teams that are. They do um, battle of the bands there. Yeah. They do another one. I forget what they call it. Anyway, just know that they're not using the press box at all. Or the locker rooms. Or the locker rooms or toilets in any way, shape, or form. So, like, as a fan, you will be in a porta potty As a team, you will be under a tent changing your clothes for a game. Right. Which is insane. Um, and then as the press or as the referees, coaches. the coaches. I mean, all these people that normally sit up in a press box are We're now going to basically be, like, next to the crowd. Yeah. They, they said they built us a platform. A platform. Okay, now, perfect. I don't know how far this platform is away from the crowd. I guess they could sit up next to the platform if they wanted to, unless it's roped off somehow. I don't know. Uh, you know, we'll and I don't, tomorrow night. I don't know how. I mean, these are modern stadium type things that you guys are blessed or privileged sure, enough to have, sure. like, glass between you. And, I mean, I have no idea what, what old school football was like. Um, well, even even when I first got into coaching and we would play at some of these, like, real country schools, that you could, they just didn't have a lot of funding or whatever. Sure. You were still in a room that may not have had windows on it and it didn't have like air trailer. conditioning, but you were up above, separate from mm-hmm. the fans. Yeah. But so, that's not going to happen this weekend. No. Anyway, so we're not going to the game. It's going to be a beautiful night yep. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But when I heard that, that, like, we were in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, we're not really in the middle. Hopefully, we're on the downhill slide of the pandemic. I don't know, but still, you can't wash your hands. I mean, I don't care. They probably have pandemic some hand sanitizers. Or, I don't care. Stations. Pandemic, pandemic or no pandemic, I am not interested in going to a place where there are thousands of people, right, without flushing toilets. Yeah. No sinks to wash hands. They're probably serving concessions. Like the amount of disease that's yeah, about to float around that place, nasty. and like the staff infection with y'all, like. Gross. The whole thing's just gross. May none of you, let us yeah. say a prayer now that no one gets a cut. You know, it's a football game. No one gets a cut. 
and then rubs whatever's floating around that stadium into one of the cuts because y'all gonna get staff. Yeah. Well. Well, it's just well, part of <laughs> it. Is it's so gross the situation right now? So. Do y'all play any more games in that stadium? No, that's the only. That's one the only one. Yep. This is there. And you know what's crazy is I was looking forward to this game because I like. I mean, I used to. I used to like playing at that stadium because it's a nice big stadium. Yeah. Nice press box. It's, you know, it's it was built as like a college stadium. Yeah. And now it's in. Oh, how far they've fallen. They really have. It's, it's kind of sad. It's really South sad. South built their new stadium, and now everything's kind of gone downhill. But this is y'all's big rivalry game. McGill yep. and Murphy are the big, you know, high school rivalry, at least, right? It is, yeah. It's your rivalry. It I guess is it's our. Not, it's not Mobile's rivalry. Well, I mean, as of late, it hasn't been. They have, Murphy's not been good, and we have, so... The games just haven't been close. In I the think last it's going to be a real close years. game tomorrow night. I you could think so? Be wrong. Yes. We'll see. We so. have not had a good week of practice. I know this is coach speak right now, but they're not going to hear it until after the game, so right. they, we're not telling any Murphy fans anything that it's they true. won't already know. We haven't had a good, a great week of practice <laughs> that typically translates into you not playing well. So hopefully that's not the case, but we'll see. By the time y'all listen to this, you'll know. Oh, but update to your ACT. Uh, class. Remember we did the episode about oh, the yeah. ACT yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. Thomas has now started getting in some of the scores for the kids who took the class, and then they took their ACT. Well, by some of the scores, I've got one. Oh, but oh. <laughs> so it takes it takes a minimum of two weeks, but up to eight weeks. So in the next few weeks, we should be getting all of the scores in. But we got our first score in today, and the kid raised. And the kid went his, his. He went up three points. That's amazing. Eight points in his math section alone. Wow. Which is. Really incredible. And three points, as you know, you were mentioning, again, we see the behind the scenes. I know too much. The bell curve, you know what I'm saying. Um, you would come home. This was every Saturday. You would given up yep. your Saturdays for six weeks to go to these ACT classes with the kids. So they would go to the class from 8 to 12 every Saturday for six weeks. Yep. And they would have homework to do in between the weeks. And you were coming home and reporting that the teacher was saying they weren't fully p- paying attention in class. And they weren't, a lot of them weren't doing their homework homework. or they were halfway doing their homework or whatever. So now that this kid has gotten these three points out of his halfway attempt to get better I'm going to talk to him tomorrow. But apparently he's going to know, right? And find out what kind of effort he put in. Like, would you say that you did a... Do you think he's going to... Yeah, no, he'll be honest with me. He'll be honest with me. Did Did you give full effort in doing the homework and paying attention in class? And I'm sure he'll say no. But I'd like to know, like, for him, if you had given better effort, how much better of a score do you think you would have gotten? But I think that's why he said he's going to take the class again. Right. He's already said that he wants to take the class again and wants to take the ACT again. He's a senior, so and And he he has hopes of playing college football. He's good enough to play college football. Mm -hmm. He'd originally gotten a what? His original score was not good enough to play. It is now. Okay. But he wants to get a higher score because it basically it opens more doors. Yes. Right. He's absolutely. made the minimum. You need a 19. 19 is like the bare minimum NCAA score you can get mm-hmm. um, to be eligible. He, so he's gotten past that hurdle. But now he wants, if you get to a 21, it opens up more doors. If you get to 24, it pretty much opens all the doors. Yeah. So that's what he's aiming to do. That's amazing. But I think he's indicated, I mean, it sounds like to me if he's, he's seen that it works. Right. And he realized he didn't give his full effort. If he knew, if he was willing to say, or if he thought he'd given his full effort, 
the previous time, I bet he wouldn't want to take the class right. again. So when the lady called me, the lady that's in charge of the class, she called me and told me about his grade going up. She said that, you know, I, I asked her a question like, well, how many times do you think they could take this and it would help? And she said, when they, they'll know when that they've maxed out. Mm-hmm. She said that she had a kid um, that took the ACT and made like a 28. And she's like, well, do you want to? And he's like, no, like, that's it. Like, yeah, that's all I got. That's how I felt know? about mine. I took it twice, but back in our day, ACT there wasn't prep all this class prep stuff. were not. Yeah. Were that's not. Right. Um, and I took it twice. I got the exact same score. I didn't drop. I didn't rise up. Yeah, but and you I didn't do like, anything goodbye. in between, though. You know, you didn't do a prep class. It never occurred to me that that was an option. That not even just that it wasn't an option, but that it would. Um. Yeah, maybe that it was just an option. I was going to say that it would have actually done anything to help me. I'm just really, I'm, have always been pretty good at, um, taking a test, like a standardized type test. Yeah. But not good at studying for anything. Right. So I felt that, that was in the back of my head. Like, oh, you got a, you got the same score twice. Yeah. That's That's it. it. Right. That's it. That's as far as I'm going to go with this. I mean. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see as these scores start coming in, um. How much? You, I I have a couple kids that I know gave a lot of effort. I would I'm really interested to see what yeah. their scores are. We'll report back because I think that's an interesting. There was a lot of people interested in that episode um, about increasing your score and how to do it. Yeah. Um, it was was the one that has already reported back. Was he one of the lowest original scores? Um, he was one of the lower ones. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. and he's he's qualified now. Right. So that was your goal, really. Your yeah. goal is the to goal get was every... to get them all qualified to play college football if they wanted to play and if they were good enough to play. Every one of your kids wants to play. We've well, already had you'd that be discussion surprised. before. You'd be, I, I think when they're freshmen and sophomores, they all think they're going to play college football and mm-hmm. play in the NFL someday. And then they get out there, and all of a sudden they're not a starter. And it's junior year, and you're still not a starter. It's like, well, maybe reality you know, starts to yeah, kick in a little just, bit. And then, the, you know, the, the coursework gets harder at school. And mm-hmm. you're like, well, dang, if this is high school, what's college going to be like? Yeah. And, you know. Well, I'm glad to hear that, that one of the kids who was the least likely to qualify has qualified. Right. That means, I mean, that's a huge uh, hurdle. Yeah. Over for yep. you and for him and um, and really a feather in the cap of the person who's doing all these prep classes. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. Sure. She is amazing. So I don't think you're going to have any problem with signing more kids up. No. After this. Yeah, I think, I think once was... all these scores come in, it'll be a very easy sell. Mm-hmm. It's really the parents that need to be sold first because they're the ones that ultimately are going to make their kids go to these classes. Well, they have to fork over the money first to pay for the class, but then... It's not nearly as expensive as it should be. No, it's not. Not for what you're it getting. Could, it could absolutely... Not for what you're getting. I mean, this kid went from a non-qualifier, meaning there was no option of college for you. Mm-hmm. At least not for football. I mean, you... Maybe could have gone community college community or something college, like that, right? Juco. And now this is an option, all for one hundred twenty-five bucks. One hundred and twenty-five dollars for six weeks, right? Of ACT prep to change your score three, and he didn't even try really, right? But I mean, I'm sure he, he showed up every week, yeah. So that's trying, yeah. But was he doing the homework during the week? Probably not. Mm-hmm. While he was there, was he really locked in, paying attention? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, these were Saturdays. I think the last three or four Saturdays were Saturdays after we had just played Friday night. Right. So Friday night, the game ends at like between 9 and 10 o'clock. By the time we get back to the field house, you shower, you get out yeah, of there. It's midnight. It's like 11 o'clock. You yeah. get home, you got to eat, go to bed. And then you're back up at school at 8 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. 
for four hours. Yeah. It's, it's not a, it was not an easy thing for them to do. Yeah. So. Well, that's awesome. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. And I hope that it will be something that's a little better established at the school. Cause this is y'all's first, very first right, time. It's our first it. time through. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so, all right, that's our conversation today. It's kind of all over the place because we're trying it's to... mostly about your bell curve. <laughs> trying to get back into it from everybody being sick, get our brains unfuzzied. I'm not sure Thomas is completely over his illness yet. I'm not, but... But I'm you're getting there. close. You I, I haven't gotten straight. to working out in the morning. I need to... Like, I'm dying to get back to that. But, like, this morning when I woke up 45 minutes later than we normally wake up, I could have gone back to sleep. Yeah. And yeah. I'm normally... As soon as I wake up, my feet are on the floor and I'm out of bed. Yeah. And this morning, my, that alarm went off and I laid there for probably a minute before I made the decision to get up, which is just not. Do you have anything you're excited about this week? Because I do. What you got? We're going to see my friends this weekend in Bay St. Oh, yeah. Louis. This weekend. Yeah. Yeah. All my um, landscape architecture friends are getting together because we're having a wedding shower for our dear friend who's getting married in March. And... um so it's a good excuse to get together. <laughs> yeah. All of us. I think we'll probably have people there that we haven't and seen. And the weather's really gonna time. be nice. Oh my gosh, it's perfect. And they have a really nice place where we're going. Yep. Yep. It's gonna be really cool. And um my friend is cooking. He so my friend that hosts this thing, you probably don't know this part because you haven't been on the text message thread, but nope. um I've been on this big text thread with all of my friends and um we were like, Should we bring something? Should we, you know, contribute or do you just want money? And basically, he's, he's going to cook the whole time. And you know when he cooks, that man can cook. And all he just cooks all day. I think he just loves to cook. Mm. Like, yeah, I there would are be, some people that love to do that. I would be in hell. I'd be like, y'all bring a plate. Right. It's going to be a casserole situation. I wouldn't really do casseroles, but I would certainly be... It'd a, be potluck, for sure. Something. I just yeah. can't. I can't with all the cooking, but... I mean, my mouth is watering even thinking about it. The word aioli was used several times. There's some flank steak happening. Like, get, I was like, I gotta wear stretchy pants. I have to wear some, <laughs> I have to wear some really comfortable clothing to go over there and eat all this food. Yeah. And I'm just gonna let it happen. Cause why right. not? Anyway, well, it's gonna I'm, be so fun. I'm looking forward to it now. Oh. I was kind of like on the fence and I was like, yeah, I'll go yeah. cause we're you yelling, go along and you just listen to landscape architecture stories. Pretty just, much, yeah. Whatever. Welcome to my life of listening to football stories. Yeah, no, I know. I know. It's miserable. So, um, which you have any other happies for this week? And you're looking I forward mean, to the, this week? I don't know about looking forward to. I'm looking forward now to getting those ACT scores. Oh, <laughs> I had I had not forgotten about them, but I knew that there's no way you forgot about them. That they would eventually be coming in. Yeah, I and, hate that they're trickling in though. I know. Why did you not just get them all to you? I don't know. Get them all at one time. Because especially the way it's done now, I'm the sure it's all computerized. Yes, it's ridiculous. They act like someone's like hand grading, hand grading it, it right. and just handing them out after they finish grading them, whatever. Anyway, um, as we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, please, please, please rate us five stars and recommend us and subscribe and do all the good things because we want more and more people to hear our ridiculous banter. And until next time, bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. <laughs>